What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly, with another episode of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 16. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. You could have been anywhere in the world, but I am so glad you are here with me. I am the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when we, we, I speak. Um, man, thank you guys so much for being here. I, I truly do appreciate it. And we got a lot to cover today. We got a lot of smoke to cover today. We got some humble pie. We got some bad losses. We got a little bit of every. We got a 70 burger. This is going to be a jam-packed show today. We're going to talk about it. Um, I'm going to give you my thoughts on all of it, where we sit, how we sit going forward. But you know how I like to get down. I like to give my motivation at the beginning, give you my love at the beginning, because some of you just might not be here at the end. And that's okay. That's okay, but tell a friend to tell a friend about it. Like, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. You can find me at Mr. Fulton Long on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, check out my show, Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. Again, like, subscribe. I, I need the views. Tell everybody. Like, make it a family gathering. Have everybody come around, make nachos, guacamole, tacos, whatever y'all want to do. But make Unfiltered with Jesse Holly a part of your everyday experience. So, I, 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 my motivation, my words of wisdom, my things that get you started today is this. If you don't know your purpose or your focus, then someone will give you theirs. Each and every one of us has a purpose. It is not my job to tell you what your purpose is. It is not my job to give you your purpose. It is not my job to lead you to your purpose. It's my job to tell you you have a purpose. It is your job to figure out what it is, what your focus is. You have to understand, why am I here on earth? Why am I doing what I'm doing? What, give, what makes you wake up every single day? What do you think about constantly? What do you want to become? What is your purpose? We all have them. We all have them. Some of us live in our purpose. Some of us don't. Some of us are afraid of our purpose. Some of us avoid our purpose. Some of, us, some of us rather live in a world of purgatory than to actually take the step and to really, really, really focus in on our purpose. One of the things I like to say to myself and to others, be phenomenal or be forgotten. Stand out in this world or literally be forgotten. When you walk in your purpose, when you take the steps to do the things that you were born to do, the doors will begin to open up. Opportunities will begin to present themselves. The way that you feel about yourself will change. Be phenomenal in, those, in that purpose or people will forget about you. Understand your purpose or you'll be doing what someone else wants you to do. And I, I don't sit here today and tell you someone who has it all figured out and how I walked in my purpose and I lived in my purpose my whole life. Nope. And I, but I've learned a valuable lesson because people have given me their purpose and people have put me to work to do what they want to do and use my talents and my energy and my effort and my gifts to grow their platforms, to grow their dreams, to grow their purpose. That's over with now. Old Jay Holly gonna walk in his purpose. You will not forget about Jay Holly. I am going to be phenomenal and I want the exact same for you. 
I want you to be phenomenal. I want you to walk in your purpose. I want you to give yourself the opportunity to be the greatest person that you can possibly be. What God has called and designed you to be. If you take nothing else from what I say today, walk in your purpose. Focus on your purpose. Be phenomenal or be forgotten. All right, man, let's get into this thing, boy. And you talk about being forgotten. The Cowboys forgot how to play football. Trust and believe you me, they weren't walking in their purpose against the Arizona Cardinals. They lose this weekend, and it was an embarrassment. To use the words of Deion Sanders, it was a good old-fashioned butt-kicking. And I know a lot of you are going to say, well, Jesse, you got some crow to eat. I do. I have no problem. I, I have no problem with accountability. I will say this before I eat my crow, though. And I like my crow fried hard. Okay? Give me all the flats on the crows. Fried hard, though. Don't give me no soggy skin on my crow. All right? Make, leave mine in there a little bit longer. I like my crow with a little bit of, a little bit of crisp to it. But I will say this, because I know that I came here last week and I told you my thoughts, what I've seen from the Arizona Cardinals. I, for one, I, I've been playing the game of football for a long time. I consider myself a student of the game. I like to watch film. I like to break things down. I am never not going to tell you what I see on film. I'm not. I'm going to trust my eyes more than I trust your eyes to tell me. Because I know exactly what I'm looking at. I know I've been around some, I've been around some Hall of Famers. I've been around some phenomenal athletes that you would not believe. So when I watch film and I come back and I tell you these things, I'm not, I'm not misinterpreting what I saw. I'm giving you my thoughts on what I saw. Now, does that always come to fruition? No, it doesn't. But like many things in life, when I'm right, they whisper. When I'm wrong, they scream. And I'm perfectly fine with that because I understand the place that I sit. I get it. They're, they're, they're going to whisper your successes and they're going to scream your failures. What I saw on film, what I reported to you, and what happened on Sunday weren't the same. In a sense, Arizona did exactly what I said that they were going to do. Problem is, Cowboys didn't do what I thought they were going to do. And that happens. One thing that you'll realize as a fan that I've, I found out as a player, they cut those guys' checks too. Those guys, their team may not be great, but those are NFL players too. And at the end of the day, when you're playing a highly skilled game with other guys who get paid, wild and freaky things can happen. The Cowboys got their butts whooped. They got outcoached. Freaky Mike, Dan Quinn, you got outcoached. They got out-efforted. I don't know if that's a word or a word combination, but they got out-efforted. The effort by the Arizona Cardinals were greater than the Dallas Cowboys. The Cardinals had better alignment assignment football play. The Cowboys did not. The Cardinals weren't as penalized. The Cowboys were 13 penalties for over 100 yards. The Arizona Cardinals bullied. And I do not take that word lightly. Bullied the Cowboys up front for the tune of 222 rushing yards. 
7.6 yards per carry. That's a bullying. The trench warfare was won by the Arizona Cardinals. They asserted their dominance. They worked their scheme to perfection. You can see, even during the game, you can see things in that game that the Cowboys didn't look like they had great energy. To a pro Cowboys crowd. You saw saw it on TV. I I had friends and uh, um, I also worked for the Cowboys. So the cow, my cowboy people, they said it, it was it was easily a pro Cowboys crowd in Arizona, easily a pro Cowboy crowd. And for the Cowboys to come out with less energy, less enthusiasm, guys who who normally don't make mistakes, J. Ron Curse, Micah Parsons, were making mistakes. Guys didn't get off blocks. Congrats to the Arizona Cardinals. I am not making an excuse. The Arizona Cardinals did what they wanted to do when they wanted to do it against the Dallas Cowboys. This is a win for them in a major way. Um, I don't necessarily think their front office really wants to win. But players don't think like front office people. James Conner, Josh Dobbs, Hollywood Brown, those guys don't think like front office people. While the front office people want competitive games because they want the fans to still come, they wouldn't mind the L at the end. Competitive. We can sell competitive. I can sell that we were, we were close. But every W that they get pulls them further and further away from potentially assuring themselves Caleb Williams in the first round next year. But Arizona was impressive. When, when, when you watched that game, you saw a team who had will, who had fight, and just looked at the Cowboys and said, you won't be, you won't do to us what you've done to other teams. And you think about it, 222, 23 rushing yards by the Arizona Cardinals. The Cowboys blanked the Giants, who are predominantly running team. What the better running back? You're going to take Saquon Berkeley, Barkley, over any of the running backs that the Arizona Cardinals had. They even lined up their receiver, Rondell Moore, in the backfield. He ran him 45, 50-something yards on for a touchdown. The New York Jets. You're going to take Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook every day of the week over James Cook and company. Connor, excuse me, and company. But the Cardinals said, not today. And you hear the old saying of any given Sunday. That's why they play the games on Sunday. And the Cardinals said, you have to beat us. And the, and, the, and the Cowboys didn't. The Cowboys shot themselves in the foot time after time after time again. Now, I get it. The Cowboys were out. Two offensive linemen, Tyler Biotis, did not play starting center. Three offensive linemen, really. Zach Martin. All-pro right guard did not play. Tyron Smith, who made a million dollars, by the way. Made a million dollars, you know that, in this game. Every time he dresses out, got a million dollars. I would love to stand there and watch anybody get their tail whooped for a million dollars. But Tyron Smith did. Part of the reason why 
out of the three guys who did not dress, in order to elevate the guys from the practice squad to the active roster, the Cowboys had to have eight guys dress out. And in the the event of an emergency, Tyron was probably the most healthiest out of the three missing guys. But boy, am I getting, I'm, I'm beyond ticked off with the front office with this Tyron Smith situation. Tyron, well, it's not personal. Tyron's a great dude. I was Tyron Smith's teammate. Tyron Smith, in the words of Dion, will have a yellow jacket that he does not pay for. He will. But what Tyron has been over the last five or six years has been a walking injury report. He's going to miss three to four to five games every single year. He's at one already. And I get frustrated with the front office because you plan on a season with him. You don't have a contingency plan for a guy who has historically told you, I'm going to give you what I got, but what I got is probably void of three to five games in a season. And you don't make the necessary adjustments in that. Again, I'm not blaming injury. I'm giving the Cardinals full credit for going out there and doing what they had to do. The Cardinals can only play who you line up. So they're not, the Cardinals are not going to go, oh, I'm sorry that you guys don't have Tyron Smith and your starting center, Tyler Biotis, and your starting guard, Zach Martin. We're going to take it easy on you. No. They're going to say, if you line up, I'm going to bust you in the mouth. I'm going to knock taste out your mouth every single time I can. And they did that. They did that. And it was enough blame to go around the Cowboys in the red zone. You cannot. You cannot think you're going to win NFL football games when you get into the red zone and you go 1-5. You can't. You cannot win football games that way. When you get into the red zone, for those of you who are casual football fans, the red zone is when you get into the opponent's 20-yard line and in, you've got to score touchdowns. That, 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 is an, that is an indictment on everybody. The line, the receivers, the quarterback, and the play caller. No one is absolved of blame in this situation. This was a total bad... I said this on, on my post-game show. If you were affiliated with the Cowboys, you get blamed. This was a total team. Trainers, audio and visual... Equipment, strength and conditioning, assistance, the people who drove the truck, the bus drivers. If you were associated with the Cowboys on Sunday in Arizona, you're to blame. Everyone gets a part in this. Every single person. The players... And, I, and trust and believe you me, I'm getting the Dak. He is not, not going to avoid this, this smoke today. The players on both sides. When I watch this game, I, you talk about assignment alignment, just abysmal errors upon errors upon errors. Guys couldn't. They're talking before the snap like, hey, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What, what do I have? Guys can't line up. 
Guys cannot get off blocks. And when you face adversity, how do you respond? And it looked like the Cowboys got punched in the face early in that football game and never quite got their legs back. It looked like close to what Bud Crawford did to Errol Spence. It just looked like you could never get – the Cowboys could never get their footing defensively. It's like they took, they took a shot, boom, and they were like, okay, whoa. They were punch drunk. And, it, and every time it felt like they were kind of like getting their sea leg, boom, they hit them again. Boom, hit them again. And they could never get their bearings about them, and they were just like, we were like, whoa. It was like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm here, but I'm not here. When you give up 223 yards rushing, that is a bully punching you in the face over and over and over and over again. And nobody stopped the bleeding. Not J-Ron, not Micah, not All War Micah, not Hankins, not anybody, not Leighton Vanderash, Demol, nobody. And by the way, I'm still giving him time. I'm going to be a little bit patient. But I would be remiss if I did not say, hey, Mozzie, let's go, young fella. 12 snaps? You're a first-round pick, and I get it. You, you got to give me something. For a Cowboys team who, who <laughs> Tell and I were talking about this before the show, haven't had a defense this good until t- since 2007. Uh, that de- oh, oh, I, we, I didn't re- like you when you hear things. They had 13 Pro Bowls on that team. They, they had some dogs in that 2007, but the defense has not been this complete. Let's go, young fella. You got to contribute more. I'm not. I'm not throwing away the baby with the bathwater with you just yet. But I can tell you, there are people who are saying this Michigan thing. Sorry, Derek Holland. The 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 the, the, the Taco Charlton's that 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 is still people still wake up with cold chills about that. Mozzie, let's go, let's go. You got to figure this thing out, baby. We saw Jonathan Hankins back and, and, and wanted him to have that that girth inside. They didn't have it. They used Micah's superpowers. Great game plan, Arizona Cardinals. All kudos go to you. And then Dak Prescott. You got to be better. You have to be better. It's in these moments that the level of criticism comes your way when your team needs a play, when your team needs a boost, when your team needs something can you put the squad on your shoulders and carry them to victory? That's what the elites do. That's what the elites do. The elites look at these opportunities, and I'm not saying that you haven't done this thing in the past, but it's in these moments against a team that you're not supposed to lose to. I get it. Any given Sunday, you're not supposed to lose to the Cardinals. You can't have... True, true, real-life Super Bowl aspirations. And I know it happens. It happens, right? You said the Chiefs lost to the Detroit Lions. I get it. 
But these are the games that you're supposed to win. If you lose to the Niners or you lose to Philly, you go, okay. Really good teams. One team is a dominant team, played in the Super Bowl last year. Another team's dominant team, man, you know, playoff runs. But the Cardinals, you're not supposed to lose to the Cardinals, even though that you did. But, Dak, these are the moments where you have to have those superhuman moments. You have to make the superhuman plays, the superhuman throws. These are the moments where you separate yourself from the pack. These are the moments where you get into that elite tier. When you go to the podium at the end of the game, you go, you know what? Boy, we, we didn't have it today, but we found a way. You know, it wasn't our best outing. We have room for improvement. Things we couldn't, we weren't quite clicking. But boy, we found a way. I made a play or two here and there. And we, 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 we got it done. And you guys didn't. And now we, 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 we're back to the drawing board. Cowboys are back to the drawing board. And one thing that I do know about the National Football League is this. When you, when you give up 222 rushing yards, 7.6 yards a carry, when you're one for five in the red zone, the next team that you play, which, by the way, Bill Belichick and the Patriots, you think he ain't watching film? You think he ain't looking at concept that the, that the Cardinals ran on the Cowboys? And they actually have a better defense to me than the Cardinals. The one thing that will for sure happen is they will check if you corrected your wrongs. 223 rushing yards. I can promise you one thing. Come next week at AT&T Stadium, you're going to get a heavy dosage of the run game. They're going to check under the hood and see if you corrected it. And, of course, Zeke's coming back. They'll be extra motivated for that. They'll be extra motivated to get Zeke and the running game off the ground and be bullies in the trenches. And see if they can't, they can't peel off 200 yards. You're not going to win many football games when an opponent team rushes for 220-something yards. You just aren't. You just aren't. When, when a team can run the ball like that, they become the attackers and you become the attackee. You find yourself on your heels and they're coming at you in waves. And now the passing game opens up for them because everyone now focused on the run game. So the safeties are up closer. More room to operate and win because you got to add more guys to the box. That now means that you don't have much guys in coverage because you're focused on stopping the run. But this is a moment where the Cowboys now can look at themselves in the mirror. Self-reflect, self-search. Are we who we thought we were? Or are we front runners? And I believe that football is fluid like water. Isn't that what Bruce Lee said? Like water. Football is very fluid. And I'm going to say today what I feel today 
And because like water, football is fluid, it may change next week. Today. It may change tonight, depending on how this Monday night football game goes. But coming into Sunday, I said it right here on this show, unfiltered with Jesse Holly. Like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. I said that Michael Parsons was probably the best football player on the planet. Take it back. I take it back. I think he's jumbled in the pack. I think you put him and TJ Watt and Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett and Max Crosby and 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 and, and, and players like that. I don't I don't he's not top tier right now. I thought the Cowboys coming into this game, they were they were the darlings of the NFC. They aren't. They aren't. They're in the they're in the pack. Eagles, Niners. They the big bros. Cowboys, you get patted on the head, you little bro. That's what happens when you lay an egg against the Cardinals, a team that you're supposed to beat. If you want to stay in contention with the likes of the uh, of the of the Eagles and the likes of the, the Niners, you got to win these games. You have to be in a position each and every week. This week, you 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 you're not. Ceedee Lamb, I, I I've spoke glowingly of you in training camp leading into. I said he is knocking on the door of eliteness. Not after what you showed in that game. You whined, you pouted, your effort wasn't there, your energy weren't there. Now I, I get it. Receiver, a lot of things has to go for a receiver to have a good day. Line has to block. Quarterback has to read you in the progression. Defense has to sometimes come your way. But you have plays where you're just, your effort wasn't there. They, they, they pan to you on the sideline and you just look, uh, uh, what am I looking for? You looked uh, disinterested. You looked dejected. You looked like you looked like, like you were just pouting. I don't know what reason or, or what happened, but you didn't, you didn't have that smile. You didn't have that swag about you. You ain't tucked. You ain't do the tuck the chain. You didn't have that. You didn't have CD tucking my chain in. You didn't have that swag. To be in that conversation with the elites, you gotta have that swag week in and week out. You the, the, the swag in you can't it, it can't waver. That can't be that's that's a non-negotiable. To be the greatest, to be amongst the greats, that's a non-negotiable. Domination is a non-negotiable. You have to be a factor each and every week. And anything less than that should not be about you. Should not be who you are. Should not be who you be associated with. What I saw last week from you, C.D. Lamb, that wasn't the guy that, I, that, that, that I've been raving about. That wasn't. That was, that was, that was a, a pouting child. That wasn't the elite dominant receiver that I, I, I think that you can be. Michael, what I saw in that game, you weren't the lion. And I'm, this is not a personal shot on anybody. This is just calling a spade a spade. You weren't impactful. You didn't have a dominating performance. Being great, being elite, 
The non-negotiable is I got to show up. There is no I take plays off. Sorry. Sorry. When you display a level of eliteness, when you put yourself in categories with people like Lawrence Taylor, nah. Nah. The effort, the dominance is a non-negotiable for, elite, for eliteness. You have to show up all the time. And if you take this as a shot, then that says something more about you than it does me. Because if you're able to look yourself in the mirror and say that I was the most dominant player at my position on the field, you're lying to yourself. And if you're lying to yourself, then you'll lie to anybody. You'll believe anything. And like we most people know, if you lie enough, you begin to think that's the truth. Now, I don't take that for you to be, I don't think that's you, CD. I don't think that's you, Micah, and others. But when you put yourself in the category of eliteness, of, of alienness, of just outright just whatever, got to be that. Same for you, Dak. If you want to find yourself in the conversation of the Mahomes, of the Rogers, of that type, these are the moments, bro. These are the moments where you can go back and you can say, I, 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 loosened, I unbuttoned the shirt and, loose, and loosened up the tie. I was Superman. I, I, sometimes Clark Kent can get it done. There are other times where you need to be Superman. Or you get jumbled in with the rest of the guys and you become just an average quarterback. You just become a really good quarterback. But what makes, God, what, what makes Patrick Mahomes in that tier is when necessary, he, un, he loosens up the tie and unbuttons the shirt. He takes the glasses off and throws them to the side. He steps in the phone booth and he comes out a superhero. That's what you have to be in moments like this. And yeah, to your point and what you said, Dak, is, you know, uh, you, the, 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 the media got what they wanted. No, no. You threw a bad interception. Own it. It was a bad throw. Again, I still don't believe that. You, I think there's, I think if, you, if any quarterback, there is not one quarterback in the National Football League that has had two or more starts in this season that does not have an interception. It happens. But also we know when it happens. On a day that you can't have it happen. That's the difference. You're, you're, you're driving, trying to, score, trying to score points. Can't, can't have it. Bad read, bad throw. That's on you. It didn't bounce off anyone's chest. No one didn't run the wrong route. You got to eat that one. That one you have to own. That one you got to big boy that up and, and own it. But this is a type of game when, at, when everything is not going well for you, for you as a whole, the team, not just you personally. You got to have the S on your chest. 
Yeah, I get it. You, you, you take a lot of the heat when it don't go right, but you get all the praise when it does. When this Cowboys team is rolling and it's the number one team in the points and scoring all that kind of stuff, guess what? You get the credit. You get the commercials. You get the paycheck. You get the advertisement. You get the billboards. It's in these moments that the elite say, screw it. Give me the rock. I got us. I got us. This is when this is when you see the Tom Brady's and you see the Aaron Rodgers of the world. This is when you see the Michael Jordan. This is when you see the Mamba mentality. This is the Mamba mentality moment. This is the King James moment. Move. Clear it out. This is the moment where you're wanting the ball. This is the the Kobe, the, the Bamba moment. This, this is the moment. This is the Mariano Rivera coming in the ninth, bases loaded, got to get three outs. This is the, this is the up at bat, runners in scoring position. You're the best. This is the moment that you want. This is the thing. This is the three, two. This is the this is that moment. And while you have great statistics about game-winning drives, you got to do it. And and highest completion percentage in two minutes of the fourth quarter and over time, got to do it. Got to do it, especially in these games. When you leave out and you go, whew, that was a close one. And you go, put my shades back on, button up my shirt, and I become Clark Kent again. Until it's time for me to be Superman. Hopefully the Cowboys can rebound from this bad loss. Only week three, though. Only week three, you can get, you can get through this. But you, you, you will be tested next week against this week coming up against the Patriots. They are going to test that. They are going to see if you have righted your wrongs. I don't know what practice is going to look like for the Cowboys. I don't know what injuries are going to look like for the Cowboys. Yeah, they play a factor, but I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't care about that. A lot of teams play with injured players. So it is what it is. The act of God. Got to play. Got to play. And you still have better players. This needs, this needs to be one of those spirited weeks. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't subscribe to the, you need to lose to learn. Nah. I learned a lot when I win. <laughs> I, let me learn winning. I don't want to lose and learn. I'm, I don't buy into all that. You learn a lot when you, nah. I get it. Yeah, you find out who yourself you are when you're on the mat, but I don't want to be on the mat. I want to stand on the top of the ropes like this, victorious. We can watch film later on. I can learn with the belt. I don't want to learn when a, he's out. And I got to learn. You knocked me out. I don't want to learn that. I don't want to learn down there. I get it. I'm not going to waste my wilderness. <laughs> I ain't going to waste my valley. But I don't want to be there. Nobody wants to be in the wilderness in the valley. Nobody wants to have their back on the mat. 
But this will be a week where the guys have to look, look themselves in the mirror and go, what are we? Who are we? The conversation about this defense being one of the great defenses of all time? Whoa, that's, whoa, whoa, Nelly, pause. 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 Put the brakes on. Emergency brakes. Skip. You cannot consider yourself one of the great defenses of all time and let that team beat you. Let that team rush for 225 yards. No, sir. No, sir. Scored, what did it score, 26 points, 28 points? Nah. Mm-mm. You talk about the, I ain't talking about the 85. You talking about the 2,000 Ravens? No, 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 no. You were, ba- you were barely getting 13 points against those jokers. 13 points was too much for that team. Pump the brakes now. Let's, let's reevaluate this thing. Let's get back to our winning ways. We'll see what happens this week with the Cardinals. And I'm going to watch film, and I'm going to come back here and report to you guys what I saw. I'm never, I, I trust my eyes. And I wasn't the only one that felt that way about this Cowboys team versus this Cardinals team. But I ain't play on Sunday. So what I saw and what they did, both were true. The Cardinals just wanted it a little bit more than the Cowboys. And that happens. All right, let's look around. Man, I got to talk about another loss. Golly. I, 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 I'm not going to come here and have conversations when they win and not have conversations when they lost or they lose. And my Colorado Buffaloes, yes, my. I am, I am an honorary, honorary member of the Buffs. I'm a Tar Heel first. Go Heels. But Oregon destroyed. Destroyed Colorado. The game was the game. The, the, the Oregon bullied. Assaulted, harassed, manhandled, accosted. That, that's a good one. Accosted. I like that. Accosted, assaulted the Colorado Buffaloes in that football game. But again, the game wasn't the story. I know. That's not the story. 46 to 6, 42 to 6. That's not the story. The story, of course, is the battle of the coaches. Dan Lanning has this passionate pregame speech. And by the way, I am an equal opportunity trash talker. I live by the rule of when you win, you do what the hell you want to do. If you don't want me to do it, stop me. If you don't want me to celebrate, stop me. You don't want me to talk, stop me. I thought what Colorado did before that game when they went to the field and they scuffed on the the, the emblem of Oregon, childish, stupid, um, dumb, sophomoric, just bad luck. What are y'all doing? Like, and by the way, why do people do that? I never done that before in my life. What good does it to go and to 
stomp on someone's emblem. I get it. It's a sign of disrespect. I don't, that, that does nothing. That does nothing. That, that's not, I, I just, I, whatever. I guess people do it, whatever. I, I, I just, I never understood. It's like people who burn their jerseys. Like, you know, you pay for that. Like, you pay, for, you, you spent $100 on that jersey. Why would you, anyway. The Colorado Buffalo, they go and they, 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 they step on the emblem and they do all that in the pregame. Dumb. And then they got worked. They got worked. But the, the, the star of the game was Dan Lanning, head football coach of the Oregon Ducks. And in his pregame speech, he had bars. I'm talking about like Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Drake, bars. He told his football team, ironically enough, he said, hey, ESPN, you guys can come here and watch his pregame speech. No, you, you want to come watch this one. And he told his guys, substance versus flash. We're, we're, we're about substance. And he started hitting them with the bars. He said, we're about clicks. They're about wins. Opposite. Opposite you know, we're, we're about wins. They're about clicks. Yeah, that's what I mean. We're about wins. They're about clicks. while saying that in front of the cameras on ESPN. Oh, by the way, every school is about clicks. Every school is about wins. Both of those are very true. And my only pointing the finger of, 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 of hypocriticalness, hypocritical some. Being hypocritical to Dan Lanning, I worked through that one. Oof. You're the poster boy of clicks. Dan, Oregon has been about 97 uniforms, helmets, jerseys. Like you have been, the O has been the, you have been nothing but click bait for years. You have been nothing but look at me for years in college football. Whether it was Dan Lanning, whether it was, who was it, Chip Kelly? Who was before Dan Lanning? Um, Taggart? Was it, no, no, it wasn't Willie Taggart. Who was before Dan Lanning? It doesn't make a difference. Oregon. You, everything about you has been about look at us. We have the coolest helmets. We have the coolest jerseys. We literally have 97,000 combinations. Before the game, you put heat-seeking missile shoes on, dunks, or whatever they were. They ain't out. Nike has made a living off of the things that people can see at Oregon. But I'm not mad at it. Dan Lanning, don't be mad at the clicks. That, 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 that's recruiting, guys. Just for those who are unaware of how college athletics works now. When I was in high school, and some of you that are watching this are of the 35-plus age, some of you may have had the opportunity to, 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 to be recruited. When I was growing up, if you got the, hand, if you got the handwritten letter, woo! 
If you got the handwritten letter from a college, the, the postcard and the coach, not you get some that's type and he just autographed, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they write you a handwritten that that was, you win. You won. That was it. And these kids nowadays don't, these kids don't even work on penmanship in school. They don't even write in cursive in school anymore. These kids don't even care about a handwritten. They, 99% of these kids probably have never, ever written anything past a sentence in school. Like, written a sentence. Everything, they got tablets. Everybody has tablets in school now. You, I come from an era where if you had a little, you had a little cinnamon apple, a little shorty, you write her a handwritten note, y'all pass it during class. You know what I'm saying? You write, you write the top of it, uh, date, time, what song is playing in your mind, and you, you, you write your little note out, boom, handwritten. You can't do that today. So when Dan Lanning talks about clicks and 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 about the views, every single university division doesn't matter division one, but division one, two, three, every single one of them have now have a dedicated people that they pay, hired people, social media team. Every single one of them. If you do not, you don't have a chance. But don't say you're not about the clicks, Dan. I'm not defending Dion. You won. You dog walked him. But let's not forget, you inherited a pretty good program. You didn't inherit a 111 program, Dan. Oregon's been pretty good for a while. Oregon's been pretty good for a long time. They have. You didn't walk into a situation where you had to go and clean house because the guys who were there before just couldn't do anything. And this is not my defense of Dion. Dion got his butt whooped. Whooped. Dion, hey, go get the switch. I told y'all about that. Big mama and them, auntie and them, go get the switch, and you better not bring back a little one. But Dan, don't 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 act like, don't act like you you you, you had to rebuild this Oregon program. You won. And on top of this, Dan, I, I would I would try to score sixty. That's just me. I'm all about competition. I would have tried to score sixty. I get. I'm, I'm with you, Dan. I, I nothing against what you tried to do. I would have tried to score a hundred. This, this is, these be the rules. You want to play with the big boys, then you got to deal with the big boy whooping until you become the big boy. You are little bro until you become big bro. So I'm not mad at Dan Lanning and, and, and his approach to trying to win the football game. My, my only knock toward Dan Lanning, don't act like you're not about clicks. Alabama's about clicks. Texas about click. How many recruits have we seen at Texas? And it, I don't know. I, I pulled Texas in this, but hey, they outside in front of the Lamborghinis, in front of the Rolls Royces, the Bentleys. It's about the clicks, baby. 
It's about showing how big and better I am than any of you. About what I got, what we got as a university in the program, and why you should come be a part of it. And for a long time, Oregon, you have been the click, look at me, school. You make it a, a, an, a it's appointment business to figure out what uniforms that Oregon is putting on week in and week out. So just, just, just miss me with the whole, we aren't about clicks. Yes, you are. And that's okay. Don't make it like it's a bad thing. It's a thing that is necessary in recruiting these days. Because if you don't have a good social media team, if you're not, the handwritten letter, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, most of the kids in today's society, they ain't even walk to the mailbox. These kids don't even walk to the mailbox anymore. They don't walk to the mailbox. Know what they're looking at? This. Let me see what Oregon put on this. Let me see what Texas, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia. Let me see what. They got a drone shot. They got this. They got. Oh, that's a dope hype video. It's about this, my guy. It's about the clicks. This is how you got some of the players that you got. Man. Don't diss the clicks. Because all Dion is doing is what, he's, what you showed him how to do. What Oregon is showing the world how to do. Style. Dion's wearing glasses. Y'all got 97,000 uniform combinations. You get, you, get the, you get all the cool Jordans for your travel squad. This is what y'all do. You, you've written the blueprint. Oregon, you've written the blueprint that now Dion is following. I got to be flashy and funky and dope. And I got, as a young kid, I got to have motion. That's what the young kids say. Ha! I got to have motion in order to attract the eyes of these young kids. So I have to have Lil Wayne. I got to have The Rock. Because I don't have 90s. I don't have Phil Knight backing me. I don't have the big conglomerate backing me. I got to use my. Dion has to use his celebrity against your uniforms. Against the fact that if a kid comes to Oregon, he's going to get a couple boxes of J's, P.E.'s. Player exclusives. That's the battle. I got to battle Oregon. I got to battle all the dope helmets, the uniform combinations. I got to battle Nike. Uh, I got to battle Jordan. I got to battle all of that stuff. The cookie stuff. In order for me to compete. Because that is the eye catcher of the today's society. I... I went to the University of North Carolina. You know what we have in our advantage in the University of North Carolina now? Well, we, besides that, us being a really good basketball school, we got that. We got that dude. That. So when recruits come in and they get to see the wall of thirty-two different Jordans, they go, oh, "I get to play for that. I get to play it." Yes. Guess what? Football has it now too. You think that doesn't matter? You, you think you, you, you think that, that, that North Carolina doesn't put out 
all the J's that they get, the cleats, the, nah, matters. So, no, no, congratulations, Oregon. You whooped Dion, and I think Dion was absolutely correct. It ain't about Oregon versus Colorado for some of these coaches. A lot of it is I get to whoop Dion. But I believe Dion when he says, get me now, because this will be the worst that we are. <laughs> the recruits are coming. The clicks work. Just like the clicks works for you, Dan, in Oregon. But congratulations, you guys did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. You beat the brakes off a team that you were supposed to beat the brakes off of. An established program. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm not defending Dion. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just, I like to make right, right. I'm, I'm all about right. Whatever side it's on, I'm on the right side. You won. You're supposed to win. Talk your talk. I love the kids. They were doing the whole Shador thing. I love it. You can do the Shador. When you win, you can do the Shador thing. It's just one kid had a nice watch on, too. Nice watch. The other kid was just like this. No, no, you got to put a watch on, brother. You got to, you got to have your, you just can't be putting this up without a watch. Don't, don't be that guy. Go get a watch. Put an Apple watch on. Do whatever you got to do. Put a, I don't care. But have a watch on when you're going to do it. I love that junk. When you win, man, do what you want to do. Say what you want to say when you win. I'm for that. So I have no problem with the Oregon players and all that kind of stuff. You know, Dan Lenny at halftime. You know, I hope they're still watching. I like, I, okay, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with all of that. When you win, talk your talk, daddy. Do it. Let it be known. Poke your chest out. Stick your chest out. It's hard to win in anything. In life, in football, in anything. Talk it. Cool. But don't, don't be a hypocrite, though. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. Be boastful when you win. Don't be a hypocrite. To the NFL. The big story, yeah, the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals. The bigger story was the Miami Dolphins put up a 70-burger. I thought I was tripping when I saw it. 70 points, 10 touchdowns. Like, that is insane. It's over 700 yards of total offense in the game. It's only been three times in NFL history that someone scored 70 points. Whatever's happening in Denver right now, ooh, Sean Payton is seething. Him and Russ, this old Mr. Unlimited. Talk about a butt whooping. That was crazy. Um, and I like Mike McDaniels. I think this segment, if we had, if we had to name this segment of like today, episode 16 is receipts. This is the receipt segment. This was Mike, Mike McDaniels, who when he was going for the coaching searches, trying to find a job, who his past, he was a ball boy in Denver. Ball boy. They didn't even interview him. When, the, when, the, when, the, when they were looking for hires in Denver, they didn't even interview him. And he took that personally. He might not come off as a person that looks like he takes things personally. Mike McDaniel took that personally. And by the tune of 70 points, he beat the Denver Broncos by 20. Some players are like, hey, we could have went for the record and scored 73. Somebody's like, nah, we're good. Robbie, I shouldn't say Robbie, Chosen Anderson was like, I wanted to go for 100. I ain't mad at you, Robbie. I would have wanted to go for 100 too. Forget being humble. No need to be humble now. It's football. They pay those guys too. 
Stop us. But 70 points by the Miami Dolphins, say what you want. Now, I don't know if Tua is going to stay upright for the rest of the year. And I, too, I, I, was, I will raise my hand and eat my crow. I made jokes about Tua and his arm and all that kind of stuff when he first came in the league. He's proven a lot of us wrong. We laughed at, we laughed at, at Cheetah when Cheetah said that he has, this quarterback has the best arm or the most accurate arm. He's looking to be right. If he was like, oh, you, you left Patrick Mahomes. Well, Patrick Mahomes ain't never scored 70. Patrick Mahomes never had over 700 yards in one game. Tyreek Hill's looking right. The Cheetah's looking right. And he and he that offense is, is, I don't know how, they left Cheetah open one time, like wide open. Like, how do you miss Cheetah? Like, I, you might lose another guy open, but you just can't leave Cheetah open. What a, what a, uh, Mike McDaniels kept the receipts. And he said, we here. The Miami Dolphins are a contender. I don't know how long Tua will stay upright, but as long as he's upright, that offense is rolling. And, and, and Mike McDaniels is the new darling. He is the new whiz kid of the National Football League. One of my good friends, Andrew Hawkins, um, played under Mike McDaniels. And he said, he said this, when Mike McDaniels first got the job, he said, you're going to see something special in this guy. This guy's a genius. When he was a receivers coach, he said he told he to Hawk said he told him like, if you just trust me, I think, was, I think it was with the Browns. He said, if you just trust oh, the Bengals, one of the two. He's like, if you just trust me, um, I'm 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 gonna make you a thousand yard receiver. Or, no, I'm gonna make you rich or something like that. And he trusted him and, and Hawk got paid. Mike McDaniels is a boss. A boss. And as long as his quarterback stays healthy. This Miami team, they may be, uh, no, still a Chiefs for me in the AFC. But Miami is making their way. Making my way downtown. Miami's on the way. They're coming. They are, they are, they are, they're here. And they're forced to be reckoned with. Um, you want to go to the other side of the spectrum? Miami's this side of the spectrum, glowing, balling, hooping, doing everything that you want them to do, popping. They got motion. They they seventy burger. They are they are they are a threat, a contender. Then. Then you have the Chicago Bears. You talk about when it rains, it pours. Holy moly guacamole. I told y'all weeks ago, I'm out on Justin Fields. I'm out. He has always been an athlete who played quarterback. As a receiver, never liked those kind of guys. Give me a quarterback who's athletic. Don't give me the athlete who can play quarterback. Never liked him. Never liked them. They trust their athletic ability more than their arm. I'm out. I'm, I'm out on any guy like that. I'm out. I'm out. And this thing has gotten bad. It's gotten real bad. Justin Fields came out last week and asked about his performance the week before. They said, you know, he went through the whole thing, and he, he, he didn't slip up. He said, coaching. Then he was like, oh, let me backpedal. Let's, let's hug it out in front of the cameras. And it's like, yeah, I'll take responsibility. Da, 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 da. I don't want to play better. Well, he didn't. 
this whole Bears organization, football team, this is bad. This is bad. Coaches, houses is getting raided. They're, they're resigning. Quarterback is blaming coaches. Coaches are bad. And anytime this is anytime that you have a anytime that you have a young quarterback who is needs a ton of development, it it, it doesn't work well when your head coach is an, as a defensive guy. Matt Eberflus is a cool dude. I, I remember when he was with in Dallas. But you got to have someone around that are that is extremely offensive minded when you're trying to groom a young quarterback. Especially one who is, isn't, a, to me, a pure quarterback. Who has something that they need to grow in. So you already aren't on the same page because your, your focus is on defense. You need a guy like Mike McDaniel. You need a guy like Kyle Shanahan. You need a guy like Sean McVay. You need the offensive minds to look at that quarterback and go, here's where you're strong at. And I'm going to set the roster and the playbook around those strengths, and we're going to ride those out. And then we'll continue to add more to your DeWalt toolbox every single chance that we get, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to accentuate those strengths that you have and work with that. But when you have a defensive-minded coach, he tries to bring in – it's just the, the, the chemistry is never there. Because a defensive-minded coach is never going to fully understand the limitation that a quarterback has or has not. And never going to be able to fully accentuate those things that they're actually good at because your whole focus really is on the defense. You're going to start to build rosters on defense. Even when you try to bring players in, they may not actually match the quarterback because it's just your mind just doesn't work. You don't have the creative offensive mind. When you watch, when you watch the greats in this league, the ones I just named, McDaniels, McVay, uh, uh, Shanahan, you see like, wait a second, they 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 took this. He, Oh, okay. Boom, boom, boom. Pieces start to come together. Their minds are flowing. And they go, here's what I need. Here's what he does best. And here's what I need to make that come to life. Tua, they said, Jared's golf's good, but I Jared's golf not going to get me where I need to go. Give me Matthew Stafford. Hey, Super Bowl. I don't care what y'all want to say. They want a Super Bowl. Kyle Hannon said, no, I don't. Yeah, we. I know we did. I know we did Trey and, and Jimmy. It's Brock Purdy kid. He is he's, he's it. He's it. and it's it's working. He's the guy. My 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 vision and my foresight says he does what I need him to do to make this work. When you're a defensive coach, you just don't the vibe ain't there. We ain't vibing. You just we're not even on the same wavelength. And it's bad. Somebody stole a hundred. A hundred thousand dollars worth. You know how like to. St- <sighs> it's an inside job. It's an inside job. It's an inside job. Convinced. A hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment from the Bears. Talk about when it rains it pours. The Bears are looking for this season to be over. I know that we said earlier. Sometimes you got to wait till Thanksgiving to really say what a team is. Bears are bad. Bad coaching. Bad players, bad system. Even they, they can't keep the gates locked. $100,000 in equipment? God dang. <laughs> that is just, that's crazy. So you have the extremes. You have the, you have the Dolphins, 70-burger. Everything is sunny in Florida. South Beach, 
quick side story. When I became a free agent and my agent was like, hey, where do you want to go? Is there any teams that you want to go to? I said, not to Miami. Don't send me to Miami. Nope. Can't go to Miami. I would have failed miserably. Not that I didn't fail in New England, but I would have been off the chain. Miami? My vice has always been, not, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't, I don't club, I don't, but women, especially of the black, and I'm even going to say, you don't like white women, whatever, but black, Latina, <sighs> thank you, Jesus, but you got Miami, sunny, vibrant, life, winning football, you got the Bears, cold, bad. I love Chicago, nice city, spring and summertime. Don't want no part of it in the wintertime. That's what you have. The Bears are bad, man. They, 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 they might have to blow this whole thing up and start fresh. Maybe they get into the, maybe they get into the conversation of Caleb Williams or Drake May. Go Heels. Y'all already ruined Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Y'all ruined Mr. Trubisky. Now you're ruining Justin Fields. And that takes me let, me, let me say this. I know I'm rambling, but let me say this. It's hard in this league if you don't have a quarterback. It is. The Cowboys have gotten ungodly lucky over the last, like, 15 to 20 years. You took an undrafted player and Tony Romo made him a franchise quarterback, and then you found Dak Prescott in the fourth round. There are teams who are begging. This is why Dak Prescott will keep a job in this league and why he keeps getting paid. Contrary to what all you may believe and not like him, whatever, blah, 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 look at the Browns, look at the Bears, who spent countless numbers of first-round picks on quarterbacks. Don't have answers. Don't have answers. The Bears, the Browns wanted a quarterback so freaking bad. So freaking bad. They said, we're going to get Deshaun Watson. They were out. Deshaun and his team said, we're, we're out. You guys are not in the runnings. No, thank you, Cleveland. Cleveland said, oh, man. We want a quarterback so bad, we're going to give a guy who has 25 open cases for sexual assault, who's going to be suspended for at least 8 to 10 games, $230 million fully guaranteed. Deshaun said, whoa, 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 whoa. Was, was agent uh, Dave Magu? I, I can't pronounce his last name. They were like, whoa, guaranteed. And you don't even know what we're going to. So there are a lot of teams that are looking for quarterbacks who even can't get it right. The Cowboys have been, un have the, the Lord has shined down on them this last 15 to 20 years with Tony Romo and Dak Prescott. Because look at the Bears. First round pick after first round pick. <laughs> the Browns. There are a ton of teams in this league that are looking for, for quarterbacks. The Lions. <laughs> Look across the board. Quarterback is king. All right, to finish this thing off on keeping receipts, college coaches keeping receipts. And I think we used to live in a, when, when, when the world was right. We used to live in a time... The famous saying is, she, uh, lions don't, uh, what is it called? Lions don't something, the, 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 the opinions of sheep. 
right? They don't, they, they don't, yeah, they don't concern themselves with the opinions of sheep. Oh, no, not today. <laughs> not today. With social media, with YouTube, with all of the, 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 the channels, the rabbit ears are up. Players for coaches. That's why anytime a coach or a player or anybody in professional sports in general says, oh, we don't pay this to the outside noise. You are a liar. Now, not just a liar. You're a bold-faced liar. You, you, you are a big liar. You are a fat liar. Like, you are the biggest liar of all lies because you're here. You go in any training room in the league, any, any cafeteria in the league, any locker room in the league, guess what's on? One of the, network, one of the networks. They all have this. Cell phone. They got wives, kids, aunts, uncles, girlfriends, baby mothers, girls on the side that's going, like, you know, so-and-so said. Then all the, all the morning shows, all the pregame shows. Ryan Day, Ohio State head coach, beats Notre Dame on the last play of the game. By the way, um, two things with Notre Dame. Um, have, guys, have, have 11 guys on the field if you want to win football games, especially when the game is on the line. And I am the most, like, I, I, here's the thing, Coach, uh, Coach Freeman, I am the most heterosexual guy that there is. I love women. That's a handsome dude. Pause. That's a pause. But I, I, I caught myself watching the game. I was like, damn, this dude is handsome. I can say that. I'm man enough to say that I am as heterosexual as they come. I love me some women. I was like, I'm watching him in this pregame, and he was doing a motor. I was like, it's a handsome brother. Pause. I'll say pause for Paul's sake, but I'm like, right? Men, if you're honest, all right, never mind. There, there's some women who's watching my show. I'm like, you know what? He right. Jesse right. He right. All right, back to Coach Ryan Day at the end of the game after his team wins a really good game. It's a competitive game, hard-fought game. I think he, he, he missed his moment to give his team absolute praise, and he worried about with old, lisp-talking um, Lou Holtz had to say about his football team. Come on. Let it go. Let it go. And then Washington State quarterback Jake, how you say his name? Dickeret? Dickert? D-I-C-K-E-R-T? I went to public high school and a public university. Go Heels, go Roselle Rams. Anyway, Washington State head coach, same thing. He gets in his postgame pressure. He's worried about what Lee Corso has to say. Lee Corso! You worried about what Lee Corso has to say on college game day when Lee Corso can barely get words out of his mouth. A lot of rabbit ears, man, but these coaches are keeping receipts. Coaches are not letting you they're just not letting the stuff slide no more. They're not, they're not, they're not flying above the fray. They're not being lions and, and not taking the opinion of sheep. They're keeping receipts. And they letting folks know. I just think for coaches, you gotta sometimes just just like I said yesterday, guys. Oh, like my last episode. Rotten fruit will fall by itself. The way that you get revenge, success. You ain't got to – you. I, I think Ryan Day missed a moment to just praise Ohio State, praise his players, praise his program, and he's like, 
but what all about what Lou Holtz said? And no, no, no. Ah, we don't care. Lou Holtz is supposed to say that. He's a Notre Dame coach. He's supposed to say that. Just focus on your guys. And but this is this is the rabbit ears of of players and coaches are at an all time high. They miss nothing. They miss nothing. Um, and sometimes it's a little bit corny. Like, I just thought Ryan Day, ah, it's corny. Like, you were in the moment, your team just won the game, just living that, oh, Ohio against the world. No, nah, not really. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it's Ohio against the world. But more power to you, my boy. But just, just y'all got to just kind of listen to my show. Listen to Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. Like, subscribe, Ryan Day, if you, you want to hear me say these things about you. And then say, talk about me in your post-game show and say, oh, that, that guy will unfiltered with Jesse Holly. What does he know? What does he know? He doesn't know anything. It's Ohio against the world. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan Day in Ohio State. I like Ohio State. I was I only went to college there. Shout out to Santonio Holmes for the reason why I don't go to college there. Another story for another day. That's it for me, man. My rabbit ears are up. I'm looking to see if y'all like, subscribed. I'm looking to see the comments. I'm looking to see the views. I'm looking to see are y'all participating. Don't just like my stuff on Twitter and Instagram. No, don't just like it. Subscribe to it. Watch it. Gather up a group. Make it a part of your men's fellowship. Make it a part of your women's fellowship. I'm handsome. Some of the guys watching this, you can say that I'm handsome. Some of the women watching this, I'm handsome, right? Wouldn't you want to watch me on, on the TV, on your computer, on your iPhone, your smartphone? Like, subscribe, put the notifications on. When the, when the episodes drop, to pass it in the group chat. Put me in the group chat. That's where I want to be. I want to be solely embedded in the family, the homegirl, the homeboy group chat. There, there's a level of, I want to be in the group chat. Can y'all do that for me? Can y'all put me in the family group chat? But like, yo, ma, check out Unfiltered. Dad, aunt, aunt, uh, uh, put. If you got a boyfriend or a husband, tell them about me. Feel know about me. Like, you know about that guy, Jesse? You go, what do you know about Jesse? I'm just saying he got a good show. So watch the show. Tell him. Invite him in. Together. Y'all can watch me together. I don't care. Just watch me. But let him know. If you got a girl, let her know. Like, you know what, man? This guy, Jesse, he's all right. Pretty cool dude. Want to watch? Bring her in, too. She might quietly be like, he kind of fun. She, but don't worry. As long as she don't comment under it saying that I'm fine, we, you good. Just watch. <laughs> All right, man. I'm out of here. I'm keeping receipts, but I'm out of here, man. But remember, never let anyone tell you that their lives are better than yours because it's your life. It really is. Eliminate the contingencies. I love y'all. I'm out!